We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode of Wayfinding Growth is brought to you by Sprocket Talk. If you're ready to take your HubSpot experience to a whole new level, you need to join Sprocket Talk as a free VIP member. That's right, free. Tutorials, courses, training, HubSpot updates, and so much more. Head to sprockettalk.com slash WG to join the movement and get an exclusive Wayfinding Growth deal. Welcome, Wayfinders. I'm Remington Begg. And hey, I'm Dan Moyle. We're so glad you're here. On today's episode, we are uncovering how we help clients grow, grow with goal setting. <laughs> That's easy to say, right? Uh, so Remington, what did you get out of this discussion today? The big thing that kind of reaffirmed, and it's something I'm going to bring back the team in our, um, in our inbound standup here in a minute, is that uh, we really need to make sure that our strategies are not based in lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, slicing things up, whether it's asking deeper questions about a goal and getting the buy-in from the client, or whether it's defining the goal to a point where there's no question about things that need to happen in order to make it happen mm-hmm. are paramount. Communication. Yeah. What about you? Uh, the thread for this episode to me is trust mm. and how, how you build it, how you keep it, how you nurture that. Um, yeah. The phrase you used was a partner at the table. That's how we see ourselves. Not, not, not a vendor, a partner mm-hmm. at the table. And that takes trust and how you brought that back at the end. So listen for that thread throughout the entire episode. Um, yeah, man, this is good. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Excellent. Here it is, friends. Season two, episode 19. Let's set that course for growth. Woo! Remington, welcome back to your uh, session. <laughs> Lay down on the couch and let's talk. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk today about goals. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that, you know, you can't, you can't improve what you don't measure. Uh, if we don't have goals in mind, you said it before about like, uh, whether it's, it's keeping score. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get to the end zone? How do you get your home runs? Whatever that looks like. How do you mm-hmm. get the, the puck in the net? If you don't keep score, you don't know where you're going. So I feel like goals are critical for businesses. What, how would you describe that, that, that goals to journey of growth relationship? Yeah. So, so goals are huge. The problem is, is that it's almost too buzzwordy nowadays, mm-hmm. right? Cause you, you have different types of goals. You got personal goals, professional goals, uh, department goals, uh, personnel goals, revenue goals. Like there's all, there's a lot of different ways to slice it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big traction fan and, you know, traction talks about, you know, right people in the right seats kind of thing from a human point of view. But when you think about it, they also talk about the, you know, that big hairy audacious goal and then the rocks and the breaking it down to like all the, the nitty gritty pieces, if you will. And, um, So we've adopted more of this KPI, key performance indicator or OKRs for, you know, um, objectives and key results because your company can have a goal or your department can have a goal, but the individual people that are in that department need objectives that would help accomplish that. So it's, so I almost look at it as like slicing the goal up into manageable pieces. So it feels kind of like goal is the the big picture, the big idea, mm-hmm. and then we get into everything else. Um, yeah. So 
so you, we could go one of two ways with this. We could talk about ours as a company, but I really sure. want to get into how we work with clients. Yep. Um, whether the listener is uh, an agency person or whether they're working with customers themselves or however that looks, maybe they're just thinking about it in their own company. But I think if we talk about with a client side, that might help. Yeah. So how do we begin to set goals with clients? What does that look like? Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. Um, so we strive to be a partner at the table rather than a vendor. Um, because with that comes communication around a goal. Um, and it's really important. So it's easy for agencies and I'm not, I'm not speaking holier than thou, um, from an art agency point of view, but, um, it's easy for agencies to define goals that they believe are important for the company or mm. they assume are important for the company, um, that isn't backed by data or backed by buy-in from the actual company that you're, that you're working with. So if you think about it as an agency or a vendor, like our goal is to retain the client, right? But if you think about it as a, as a seat at the table, our goal is essentially your goal, what you're trying to do if you are a client. And so with that comes a whole bunch of trust um, from, the, from the relationship. And then, and then in addition, there's that business acumen and really trying to slice up and understand. So I'll give you an example. We have clients that'll say, we want to grow. As an agency, I could say, great, thanks for giving me your goal. But in all reality, it's not smart. It's not specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, or time bound, right? That's the smart acronym, acronym, acronym. Um, You know, but when you start thinking about that, um, where, what are the areas that we can affect that growth? So let's say it was growing by 30%. That's still not enough. We need to know like actual numbers, Right. Or like what departments do we want to grow or, you know, how, how things tie in. So when we start thinking about the OKRs and how that conversation's going and we're, we've been making a transition to this, uh, I'll call it more of like a methodology rather than just goal setting is understanding the goals fundamentally and then slicing them up in manageable pieces that understand where the key indicators are that we are achieving the goal before we actually hit it. If, you make, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into OKRs here in a minute. I want to get yep. pretty specific on that because I, I love I love what we have and where we're going with it. So we'll get into that. But yep. you said something, Remington, about about trust. Yep. Being a, a partner at the table rather than, quote, just a vendor. How do you, how do we at Impulse Creative build that trust with someone? And when do you know that you have it? <laughs> um, you never fully have it. You could lose it in any given minute. Um, you've got to do what you say you're going to do. We got to make sure that the clients understand what's happening. You know, Audrey in an episode talked about uh, communication, right? And, um, and that communication is huge because we could be absolutely killing it. And if we're not communicating the fact that we're absolutely, absolutely killing it, it could, it could eliminate the trust between the organizations. Um, on the flip side, be the first to say it sucks and it doesn't work. Um, because if you just are cruising, um, you're cruising for a bruising, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, it, it really, it's really one of those things where you have to focus and really like understand where the client's coming from. And, you know, in a perfect example, like we went through one of our own audit meetings and we were like, wow, we have to change some of this stuff, right? It wasn't yeah. bad, but it was like, huh, that hurt a little. We should mm-hmm. make this, we should make this smoother. So, um, 
the trust I think is gained from as much of how we make them feel. Uh, and then it was all the way through just following through on what we say we're going to do. And a lot of that starts with asking the right questions. I love the idea of being uh, self-aware that that's a thread through this entire season. Uh, it really be, is. Right. Be self-aware and don't be afraid to, to lead that conversation. Like you said, Hey, this sucks. This isn't working for, for us. I don't think this is working for you. Let's right. question this. Um, that episode, by the way, that Audrey talked about communications, uh, season two, episode 15, just a couple weeks ago. So go listen to that. She, yeah, I think that's a, that's something that I learned from that conversation that didn't connect the dots until just now when you talked about trust, communicate in the way they want to be communicated with. Mm. So that just that simple act of, yes, we hear you, yeah. you know, if, if we use Slack a ton, but they only use email and phone calls, well, we don't want to make right. phone calls all day long, but you know what? We're going to make some. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so those little things add up to a, a big amount of trust, right? For sure. Do you think it takes, so I mean, this maybe, I don't know, this isn't necessarily related to OKRs um, and setting goals, but do you think that it takes a lot of little actions to build trust, but it can take one little one to break the whole thing? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And, and it's not what you always think it is too. So like per, perception versus reality, right? Um, I think it's dangerous in the agency world because we're doing a lot of repetitive tasks for a lot of people in a lot of cases. So like might be a handful of clients we're working on where we're doing similar things for that are working really well. And we know we did it because we did it. But mm -hmm. the perception on the other side that it was done, like there's got to be some kind of feedback loop about that. And, and if you think about, um, we, I talked about this the other day with my wife, we ordered food and it took a really long time. And Rachel said, I wonder if you even put the order in. Mm. Right. Like, and, th and that's like at its most basic level, like something we can really kind of dig in and think about there because, um, did he even put the order in? Of course he put the order in. Wait, but did he? Right. Like we start to, we start to doubt things and where, where the proactive communication in, the, in that example, you know, I think it was like 30 or so minutes before we got our food, which mm. usually double what it should be in a lot of cases for most restaurants. Um, but if he had come 10 minutes in and been like, Hey, I want to let you know, I put your food in. Um, but the kitchen's a little backed up right now. We would have graciously taken that extra 15 minutes and just mm -hmm. not cared. But because there was nothing said, we started doubting, right? So it's like a super simple example, but it's one of those things that I think is a, um, is really important. And Audrey actually unpacked that pretty heavy uh, from a project management standpoint, but from a trust point of view and from a, even um, indicating the goals, it's a, it was a pretty, pretty amazing thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and it just, we, we fill in the story in our own heads and right. we, we are negative creatures, yeah. Like you have to understand that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I try to be positive, but I mean, we really do. Like I can yeah. see sitting there at the table thinking, did, did he even put the order in? Right. Like, does he, does he remember that we're here? Like, right. yeah, we, we fill in those negative stories. Um, I like what you said too, about the feedback loop and goals, how mm -hmm. critical, I mean, maybe that's a dumb question to ask it that way, but let's just talk, unpack about how critical it is that that feedback loop is connected to your goals. I mean, tell me about yeah. that. We should be doing that, right? So like, the yes, the goals are tough though, because the goals could be like a 12 month, right? You're not going to wait 12 months for me to tell you how well we're doing right. um, if you're our customers. So that's where the OKRs come in. But I explain it this way. And 
I know I'm stealing this from someone and it probably was a book, but I don't remember exactly where. So we'll have to find, we'll have to <laughs> dig. It's in Tetra. So I'll figure that out. But um, how I try to explain like the customer experience is like when we're saying, Hey, we're going to help you get to this goal is Dan, we're going to get in the car and um, I'm going to blindfold you in the driveway. <laughs> and, um, and I'm going to start driving and we're going to have the windows up and I've got to tell you where we are. Otherwise you start imagining that we're going to like Timbuktu and I'm going to dump you in an alley. Right. Like, right, right. so, so if we're sitting along and you're blindfolded, imagine that client experience, like, you know, that we're going to a ball game, but, and you assume the path Right. But if you're like, oh, there's usually two lefts and then a right. And then suddenly I turn right before that first left. Now, suddenly your assumption is that we're going the wrong way, even though you may or may not have seen that traffic or you may or may not have seen, you know, the things that were going on. Mm -hmm. It's my job as the driver in that scenario to communicate what's going on mm. and how can I tell the story so vividly that you know what's up so you don't feel the need to pull that blindfold off. That's essentially the agency client relationship um, right there. And so is, is an OKR sort of that Atlas then or that, that mapping software? Yeah. Yeah, it should be. GPS. <laughs> it, yeah, it should be. Actually, absolutely. Um, I love actually tying that into the GPS. Um, it's, you know, the OKR really should. So objectives and key results, right? So you have your goal. Let's say it's growing revenue by, um, by 30%, let's just say that's a million bucks. Um, that's a big ask. A lot of individuals might have something to do with that. Maybe sales has to do something, mm -hmm. which they would. Yeah. Maybe marketing has to do something. Maybe customer service has to do something. Maybe it's like retention has to be there. Right. And so if we look at, if we look at the objectives and the key results, like each of those departments would have their own objectives to help accomplish that. It'd be like close a certain number of deals and then marketing has create a, a number of opportunities and then service has um reduce or reduce churn by x in order mm -hmm. to hit those numbers right so all those numbers add up to that to that goal um the okrs really start to define it but the objectives and then the key results is the key part of that is so we have this objective but how do we know that we're succeeding right and so going back to that example i said um, a left turn versus a right turn. A left turn is what I'm expecting and you want me to go right. If you don't trust me because I said, hey, we're going to make a right turn, you're going to be, th your body is going to be thrown off when you expect to lean one way versus the other. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think it's that those key results are a big piece. Like, hey, in, in one mile, we're going to turn left. <laughs> Hell, the GPS does it they do that for us. So we <laughs> right. know it's coming up, you know? And I think that, I think there's a lot of lessons there in regards to it's obvious to us. We know our way, but if someone isn't able to see that path, like we have to, we have to not only blaze it, but then we also have to define it for them. So they know where we're at. Absolutely. So let's get into OKRs. So OKR stands for objectives and key results. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> is this something that is uh, proprietary to impulse creative is something that we kind of, have learned to use? Where did this start? Um, 
it's probably one of the like 27 books on performance that I've, uh, <laughs> that I've read. Yeah. Um, but it's a little bit of all of it. And I know Google, um, we've got a Tetra doc that has like the definitions of it. And I want to say Google has a, like a method that they kind of outlined because they're obviously a very results oriented uh, company with mm-hmm. how large they are. And they've come a long way in regards to organizational uh, growth. Well, and everything. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but when we think about, when we think about objectives and key results, it's really kind of just defining, it's defining the goal further. Like if I say, what is your goal to a room of people? I'm going to get a lot of different answers that are probably not going to be in any one or two types of buckets. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's where a, um, that's where it really kind of comes in and it's important. And so walk me through what an OKR kind of feels like or looks like or how it should be. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, for viewers, you can see us, but we're not sharing a screen, obviously. But for listeners, like, how would you describe what an OKR document should at least begin to look like for um, for a company? Sure. So document could be different things for different people. Um, right now, we have it in a spreadsheet because we're very tactical in regards to the response that it needs. I'm not, I'm not convinced that it needs to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had a couple, like Doug Davidoff's episode talked about, obsessed about the destination more than the path. Mm-hmm. Um, we made a big pivot in our OKR document based off of that, like, aha for me was like, holy crap. Like, we need to make sure the, that the destination is really painted in a really good picture for that communication. Mm. <clears throat> if you got in that car and you didn't know where we were going, how much more angst would you have than if you did? Yeah, Absolutely. You know, so as an organization to be able to come together and understand like their piece of the pie, it's really important. So we have it in a spreadsheet right now. Um, We break down our um, OKRs or objectives and key results into quarterly objectives. So you could have a year end goal um, of that, you know, million dollars in business, for instance. But then um, then we also are going to have other things that can tie in in regards to like what how do those slice out and so what we try to do is we try to look at um objective right what are the objectives to hit that goal on the quarterlies like how what are the big bucket pieces and then how do we like go one step down and how do we slice that up into a couple more manageable pieces um and then we usually go like two or three steps further than that so for marketing you could bring it to a campaign level for uh, development or for sales, it could be uh, optimizing a process point of view. But the most important thing is you have to separate the key results from the actual tactics because if they're if they overlap, it's going to be problematic <clears throat> because that overlapping that can happen is where you're going to run into a lot of friction points. Because if you come if you come in and you're working with your team and they're working on one piece of the pie and you're working on another. If someone does their job awesome, um, they should be able to measure it. And so when we think about the objectives, it's like a family of key results. And so the easiest easiest way that I explain it, and I could be explaining it wrong, is that um, we essentially dig in to, let's say we're going to create a... um, a pay-per-click campaign for acquisition of new customers. Hmm. That pay-per-click campaign 
for an acquisition of new customers, um, it should have a goal to it, right? Or the objective. And it's, so the objective is not create a pay-per-click campaign. The objective would be um, generate 200 leads from pay-per-click in the next, um, in the next five weeks. And so when we look at that, then we know, okay, so we know what we have to do, like at a high level, we're going to be hanging out in the pay-per-click tools. We know what our numbers are that we have to hit. And then we get to slice that up into, so key results. Well, in order for us to hit our numbers based on calculations, we're going to need X amount of clicks. And in order to make that happen, we're going to need X amount of form submissions mm -hmm. in order to do that, that we would need to have this conversion rate on the landing page. And so, so what we can do is say, that conversion rate, we'll know that conversion rate, whether it's on or off, as soon as we have a handful of traffic, like clicks and leads that come through, where if we only had the goal at the top, we're like, yeah, we're on track or no, we're not on track. Um, so the key results is a key piece because that's like the indicators of success that, that light up that um, objective on whether or not we hit it or not. Um, and emotionally, there's a piece there. Um, if you just have nothing but tactics and you've got this big, hairy, audacious goal, let's just bring it back to like a yearly goal. Like a lot of companies go after right. it is hard to know whether the left or right turn is necessary if you're not viewing the big picture. And at the same time, it's really hard to communicate, um, how far along the journey you are. I mean, imagine your GPS that didn't tell you what time you were going to arrive at your destination. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's essentially this, the same kind of concept there. And then the tactics just go into, we have to complete these, these 45 things in order to make those key results happen. Gotcha. And a, a year is a long way off. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and I've heard, I mean, I've heard people say, I don't know if it's just today now or if it's been for a while, but like a three-year goal is just a dream. You can't, sure. you can't really plan that far ahead anymore. So even, but even a year is a long ways away. How often mm -hmm. How often do these, um, I mean, is quarterly enough adjustment time or should these be broken down even further? Like, how do we do that with our clients? Are we meeting yeah. every week, every month, every quarter to make adjustments? So it depends on the organization. Um, mm -hmm. If you're small and scrappy, you could be looking at it daily if you've got enough data. Um, I think the journey that's happened is we start at, like when we didn't have, like there's more data flowing through the internet like per day than the, like historically there was like, like per decade. Right. I mean, I, I actually looked at a study and it was something very, very close to that, probably worse. But, um, but when you think about the data that, and like, how do we achieve the goals? Like I, I think the three-year plans are incredibly important because that's where you start tying into vision about where we're trying to be when we grow up. Um, and this is personally or professionally, the, the one-year plans, like you should be able to slice that three-year plan into what three things have to happen in order for me to be successful. And it's essentially your yearly goals for each year, if you think about it. And then you have to slice that up into, you know, I'm, people can get anal or, uh, paralyzed by fear. Have you heard that term before? Yep. Yep. So you can get paralyzed by fear when you're like, oh my God, I have to make a million dollars at this company, Right. Um, but if you go, well, that's only 250,000 a quarter and our average product size is 10, you know, $10,000. I only need 25 customers a quarter, which means I only need, I'm doing math now. Eight, eight, I nine. only need eight, right? I only need eight a month. Yeah. 
And so as you start slicing that down, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I only need two a week. Like, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it just makes it so the team can be more aligned and also gives you those indicators. If you didn't get those two that week, this first week, means you got to get three in the next week. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just makes it so that we don't uh, beat ourselves up with that analysis paralysis. Uh, And it lets us know whether we have to uh, pivot or bob. It's a great in-depth uh, <laughs> word picture on OKRs. That was really good. 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 Um, so let's let's back up and let's look at Impulse Creative. What kind of mm-hmm. shipwrecks have we had to navigate when it comes to OKRs and goals with clients? Yeah. So not having them mm. is probably one of the biggest ones. Um, I'm excited um, because this people will know about it uh, by the time this comes out, but Julie is on our team. We're bringing in a strategic role for the retainer team to really kind of focus solely on that and on the team building. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've had, that's the tricky thing about goals. It's the, one of the most important things, but it's one of the most least materialistic things um, of a, of a client engagement. And it's the responsibility of both sides to communicate it. Right. So um, a perfect, a perfect example is a customer not telling us that they hit goal or, or us as an organization, not telling the team that we're on goal in regards to like on track to where we need to be. Hmm. Um, sometimes we get busy and the, and the stuff, when we get busy, the stuff that matters is often the stuff that we put off to the side because it's like unspoken. Yeah. Um, and so so we were defining goals like like nobody's business with clients. We were hopefully getting buy-in, and I'll unpack that in a second in regards to, you know, from clients and from an agreements stand, standpoint. But then we were also, but we were telling that story up front about what we were trying to accomplish, and we defined that path. Um, and we worked on that path for 12 months. I mean, we had 12 month retainers, 12 month goals, like it just kind of made sense. And what we realized, and, and this is becoming more and more apparent, um, if the company pivots and they don't tell us that they pivoted and we keep on with the same track, we're not on the same page. Like those vectors mm. aren't aligned. So that's yeah. one. Mm. The other is um, the age of social media and internet. Like you do a, like way back when you do a three month campaign for, um, you know, for direct mail, you do that direct mail, those direct, direct mail postcards, you put that stuff in the mail and you have all your scheduled sends. You can't do anything for three months. You have to let it play out and you don't get the results to come back until after the three month picture. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, so when we think about like how digital's changed, that is the, the, the reporting cycles have shortened drastically. And so with those reporting cycles and also our um, instant gratification society, <laughs> we want to know what's up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so as, as the agency's grown and as the clients have grown um, we've needed to really have those better defined. And it's, it's interesting that um, if we're not operating on the OKR sheets as a North star, that's the easiest, the easiest way for me to communicate it. Um, the biggest issues we run into is that 12 month like goal. The further we get away from it, the further there, or the more opportunity for error is mm. in regards to whether we succeed or fail. And luckily we are blessed at impulse that like 
the majority have been successes. We've had some failures. We've had some misfires, um, like over a 12 month period, Mm -hmm. but where, where we've won is where those were more defined. And that was really last year, last year, like September was like, all right, this is how we're doing things. Um, and we're still in our journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's a fun part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's unpack that. Hopefully getting buy-in. What did you mean by yeah. that? Yeah. Thanks for bringing me back. Um, hopefully getting buy-in uh, is the kind of ties into the seat of the table conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, client comes to us and says, um, we want to grow by 30% and it's, let's just say it's $30,000. Um, throwing a really low number just for easy math. And we go, sweet. And we look at their current stats of where they are, traffic leads, customers, like, you know, all of that jazz. And we come out with math about what we have to accomplish in order to make that happen. The client, the company buy-in is, was that a generalized number that they gave us? Mm. Or was that an actual, that's step one, right? Um, and I, I'll share an experience in a minute. So the buy-in from impulse into that, that's what we're yeah, asking. Other way, other, other way. way, like, like the, the number you gave me, is that an actual number that you would like have on your balance sheet or is that a would be nice okay. if number, okay. right? Yep. Or, or, um, we had a client where we went into discover, well, they didn't become a client, um, because of this, they basically came in and were like, Hey, um, we want to grow cool. How much are you looking to grow? Well, I would love to be X amount of revenue by the end of next year. Okay. Where are you at now? And so they told us where we're at and it was like 150% growth. year. Wow. Right. Okay. Sweet. So we messed up because we didn't say what, what does your company look like when you double your double and a half your revenue? Right. Um, We didn't ask that question because we weren't trying to paint a picture of the destination. Mm-hmm. So the client wants more revenue. Why does the client want more revenue? Because he wants more profit. Mm-hmm. Well, sweet. There's 45 different ways we could increase profit. <laughs> right. 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 But, but if we're going towards revenue and we're doing, going towards that type of growth, sweet. We, you know, we're going to look into that. Um, we didn't unpack that enough. And the client gave that to us as much of an ego push as it was a, I want to kind of, I want to see what you guys come back with. Right. It's mm-hmm. like this agency play. Mm-hmm. So we went through and we built our entire strategy on the fact that he said he wanted to be, he wanted to grow by 150%. And when we were going through and actually deploying and telling him about the strategy, of course, everything was 150 over his budget that he was willing to spend. <laughs> everything was 150 over like, you know, over the overall areas. And when, when I unpacked it with him and when he said he wasn't interested in moving forward, we said, okay, well, can you, can we unpack why? And he goes, Remington, he goes, all of those objectives and everything you gave to us were gold. And I'm like, that's fantastic. So why aren't you moving forward? Um, I can't facilitate that business. I can't, I couldn't operate if you grew my business by 150%. (laughs) I would have to do so many things in my organization and I don't think I could do it in a year and a half. And so your marketing plan can help me get there. Um, but it's too much. And so like, so there's a dramatic pause there because while that was kind of screwed up that he went through and did that, I don't believe he did it intentionally. I don't think he realized that his goal that he had that wasn't baked out 
and we didn't have and and didn't give us enough opportunity for buy-in to like question it the right way and that's a lesson we've learned we'll we're, we will beat a goal to death until we understand that the math is right mm. um but it influenced an entire strategy and so if we took that and we had an actual client um relationship that was like ongoing if they came in and said 150 percent up or let's just say they're not interested in growing that much like if we don't understand the fundamental whys and we aren't part of that conversation like if you want to grow by 150 percent strategies are going to change if you want it in three months or three years yeah yeah right? absolutely um and and that's really where it's important so buying in from mm -hmm. the client is understanding the importance and then it comes back to trust too uh as well yeah it was a little bit of a rant no it, it, fascinating because that and in my initial thought when you said that that's what you did i was like well that's a jerk move right why would you do that but then to unpack well, it probably wasn't that. It was probably this, you know, assume a positive intent, right. um, which, by the way, has become a mantra in my house between my wife and I. Yeah. We're using that all the time. Love um, it. But it is. it is Like, it's, okay, so he didn't think about it, about what that would do to his organization. We didn't ask. So now here we are kind of both fault. going, well, we can't do it. So, yeah. No, it's it our good. fault, 100%, because yeah. we didn't dig in enough. We didn't, dis like, we didn't deploy a – um enough understanding and we didn't we didn't paint the picture to him accurately about it you know what i mean like if we had said okay so what does that do to your organization and he's like oh well i'd have to hire this is how i explained it to him i would have to hire uh 40 more staff it's actually great you're only hiring 40 percent more staff for 150 percent growth right? right we should help him with a hiring strategy yeah but it wasn't part of the conversation because we didn't dig deep. And mm -hmm. so that buying internally about like that goal is the Holy grail. Like that's the North star. Mm -hmm. um, and then the client understanding that like, it's a true goal is so paramount. So good, man. So good goals, objectives, key results, KPIs, all this stuff. Yeah. Great conversation today about that. I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we're on that journey with our clients and for ourselves. And while it's not perfect, like you said, you're not holier than thou when it comes to agency life, but we're, we're working toward it. So that's inspiring. Right. inspiring. Absolutely. Excellent, man. Hey, thanks for uh, unpacking the, the impulse creative journey with yeah. me today. That was a lot of fun. Of course, man. This is always great. Awesome. Awesome. We'll see you on the next episode. See ya. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it. Post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend. Give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.